0: DW Africa Link. Conflict in Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo has flared up again after a fragile six month period of calm. This resurgence comes barely two months before the country heads for a general election. The hope for millions of people in the rest of North Kivu region to participate in the election is in jeopardy. Hello, and a very warm welcome to the story of the week. My name is Jojo Kachi, coming to you from our studios here in Bonn, Germany.
1: And I am Isaac Kaleji in Accra, Ghana. We welcome your comments on our Facebook page, DW Africa. But first, the world news in brief.
0: DW
2: News. And I am Josie Mahachi. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz this weekend makes his third visit to sub-Saharan Africa in two years, as conflicts elsewhere highlight the growing importance of an energy-rich region in which Berlin has traditionally had little involvement. He will visit major energy producer Nigeria, as well as Ghana, with migration flows and instability in West Africa also on his agenda. Oil is Nigeria's single largest export to Germany and officials are considering adding gas to that mix. The UN has warned that many more will die in Gaza from catastrophic shortages after nearly three weeks of bombardment by Israel in response to Hamas staging the deadliest attack in its history. And it also raised alarm over war crimes being committed as the deadly Israel Hamas conflict raged in its 21st day as the army said its troops had mounted another brief land incursion into Gaza as it prepares for a ground offensive. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov has ruled out any risk of Russia being drawn into the conflict after U.S. fighter jets today struck weapons and ammunition facilities in Syria in retaliation for attacks on U.S. forces by Iranian-backed militia. This news comes from Germany's public broadcaster D.W. Niger Army Colonel Mamane Saniko Kou told reporters that French forces will be withdrawn by the end of the year. French President Emmanuel Macron had announced that France would end its military presence in Niger and pull its ambassador out of the country because of the coup that removed President Mohamed Bazoum in late July. Some 1,500 French troops have been operating in Niger, training its military and conducting joint operations. And finally, for some sports, South Africa's rugby team can provide their hard-pressed compatriots back home with a bit of light by beating New Zealand to win a historic fourth World Cup, assistant coach Mzwandi Lestik said today. The two great rivals meet at the Stade de France on Saturday, 28 years after their previous meeting in a final. That resulted in a memorable South Africa victory 15-12 after extra time, with all their points scored by Joel Strasky and the iconic image of black President Nelson Mandela presenting the trophy to the Springboks, White Captain Francois Piena. For more news, visit our website dw.com forward slash Africa. I am Josie Mahachi.
0: Africa Link every weekday here on DW. You are now listening to DW's Africa Link story of the week, which will focus on the fresh flare up of conflict in Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo two months ahead of the elections. Once again, they know me as george okachi
1: and co-producing this special edition is me isaac college in accra ghana
0: welcome to the show m23 rebels in eastern democratic republic of congo have launched a new offensive north of the provincial capital goma as fighting with the pro-government armed group continues further south the m23 which has captured swaths of territory in the north kivu province since 2021 is one of the several militias holding sway over much of the region despite the presence of peacekeepers from the East African Regional Force.
1: The fresh hostilities are taking place in and around the M23 controlled strategic Masisi territory of the North Kivu province near the country's border with Rwanda and Uganda. This development is making the prospects of peaceful elections in the region highly unlikely. And sadly, millions of voters in Congo's east may be disenfranchised as a result of this new conflict. Let's begin the show with this piece by Zanem Nerti Zedi that is narrated by Okeri Nguchinathu.
3: Conducting elections in the territories of Ruchuru and Masisi next December is becoming more and more impossible according to Jacques Sincera, a civil society player in North Kivu.
4: The current situation, will no longer allow elections to take place in Masisi and Rutshuru, as we are just one month away from the launch of the electoral campaign. The enrollment of voters alone should take a month, but we also think that it will take at least a month to sweep the areas occupied by the terrorists. Already, if Rutshuru can hope to hold elections, We think it will be in March, and the government needs to be reassured that the peace has returned to the whole of these two territories.
3: The Independent National Electoral Commission, through its communication director Jean-Baptiste Itipo, says it is preparing to launch the registration process in these two territories and remain optimistic that the climate of peace will be restored in these areas before December.
4: SENI is ready to
1: start enrollment. It is ready to go everywhere, but if security conditions remain the same, we won't be able to deploy in the field. As SENI has said on a number of occasions, we are watching how the situation develops. We all want the country to be peaceful and for everyone to take part in the elections.
3: According to Jedediah Mabela, a social political analyst, everyone's participation in the electoral process in December remains the only duty that the current government must fulfill in order to reassure the legitimacy of the future leaders of the national institutions.
5: It's important for national unity that the territories of Ruchuru and Masisi are not left out, because the feeling of exclusion can reinforce and even provoke ceasefire, even though we're talking about territories plagued by insecurity. But also, the legitimacy of the leaders of national institutions also depends on the participation of all
4: Congolese.
3: The territories of Ruchuru and Masisi have not been involved in any electoral process, be it voter registration or even the presentation of candidates for the next legislator.
1: okari thank you for voicing that piece by Zanim Nerti. Zedi, who is our correspondent in the congo now george this piece ends with a very worrying statement the territories of ratshuru and masisi have not been involved in any electoral process be it voter registration or the presentation of candidates
0: for the next legislature that's so concerning isaac and now i'm glad that your namesake isaac mugabi is with us today as we dissect this pertinent issue Isaac Mugabe, you've covered the Congo extensively for many years. Will elections really be held in eastern parts of DRC?
4: At the moment, it is very difficult to tell whether these elections will take place as planned. To take you back in the last elections or the previous elections, that was May 2021. A state of siege was imposed. Why? Because of the rampant security that has dogged this area for quite a long time. Only this week, I think President uh, Felix Tsekedi said, Omed guarantees that elections will take place in these regions. But in the Congo at the moment, who governs it the Eastern Congo? Now we have groups like the Wazalendo who have taken over the role of the army to fight M23. Mm-hmm. And we also have M23 that is also... Planning, mm-hmm. according to my sources, planning to move towards Goma to be able, possibly to overrun Goma, like was the case in 2012, God forbid, because that would be another catastrophe for the civilians. So, when you look at the time between now and December 2024, when they're supposed to take place, I really, I really doubt that they'll take place because one thing that Felix sekedi and the government in kinshasa should not ignore is first of all sit together at the table with all the warring parties and achieve peace first for an election to take place otherwise i don't see them happening in time soon
0: well i'm glad you're mentioning uh, you know sitting together to achieve peace before the election takes mm-hmm. place so what would you say would be a short-term solution just to ensure that voters are not disenfranchised
4: a short-term solution, which is also impossible, is having electors from these regions. Because, you know, electors like in the case mm-hmm. of of, of the, US, the US, or even here, you know, here in Germany, no person elects directly the chancellor. It's, they're the parties that elect this, the, the chancellor. Now, they should have electors, and those electors should be representative of the communities mm-hmm. because Congo is a, is a vast country with different communities, different ethnicities that have to be at least... Brought at the same table to be taught about the importance of these elections otherwise most of them even don't know what an election is or even they don't know their civic rights that are supposed to elect leaders who are going to represent their own interests or who are going to push the country to the development Mm -hmm. that they want to some they think power or electing someone is having that person who's going to allow them to mine the minerals mm. in the Congo. Mm. They don't think about the hospitals and the schools. No, that that comes maybe to communities that have some elites. But at the moment in Eastern DRC, a lot of there's a lot of work that has to be done before even an election can take place there.
0: When you mention a lot of work that needs to be done, security. that paints that paints a very pessimistic, you know, picture, Isaac. So should they resign to fate and know that there is no election, they just continue with fighting. As
4: as a positive thinker. I think it's also absurd that I think this way, you know, but this is how I see things. This is the truth of the matter. Reality. Reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's forget about objectivity at this moment. Let's talk the truth. You know, peace has to prevail before an election is thought about. Even if it meant to give Felix Sekedi a transition period of 10 years or a grace period of 10 years to first achieve peace for the whole Congo before an election takes place, that could be a solution. So that's why... Felix Zeket is carefully trying to make assurances that elections will take place. He's going to make sure that, you know, the administration roles are given back to the civilians and to take place. But I doubt and we are here. We shall be watching.
0: Isaac, what happens if Eastern DRC doesn't participate in the election process?
4: I think in that case, the parliament in Kinshasa will have to come to agree to, to, to to terms that they will go by the results from other parts of DRC in case the possible or the would-be outcome of Eastern DRC is inconsequential, then they'll just, you know, forget about that region and go with the results from other parts of the country rather than wasting resources or even chasing wind in a place where an election is
0: most likely not take place. And when you talk about inconsequential, Isaac, and in light of what yeah. is going there... I mean, it's so sad for the people. It's so sad for the people. What I mean,
4: maybe how many voters do we have in Eastern DRC? How many registered voters do you have in DRC? Eastern DRC. We must also first look at that. You know, how many eligible unregistered voters? Do we have a register there? In the absence of all this, how can an election take place? That's why any result from the Eastern DRC, possible result, will be inconsequential. And the government, the country will have to move on with the results from the rest of the country. So sad. It's a
0: pity. I mean mm. Isaac, even neighboring countries mm. we are having conversations on how to make election processes inclusive. Uh, and and here we're talking about women's participation and such like things. Mm-hmm. How difficult is it for women and young people in Eastern DRC to participate in such civic exercises?
4: It is very difficult because remember that women inside DRC have been used as a tool, as a weapon of war. You know, they've been raped. They've been, I mean, their rights have been violated. Yet actually, in many countries where I come from, women are the full soldiers or mobilizers when it comes to elections. Mm -hmm. For change. For change, Mm -hmm. or even for the good, because they know if there's a maternity ward somewhere constructed, then it means they won't have trouble or problems giving birth. Mm -hmm. But look, in in Eastern DRC, it's the other way around. They have to play it safe lest they get violated or their rights Mm -hmm. be violated or raped. So who's going to do the mobilization, you know? In East Africa, check it out. Women and the youth play a pivotal role
0: in seeing the are more of a game changer in a game changer and when it comes yeah. to elections
4: they're the foot soldiers mm-hmm. who move from door to door door to door mobilizing people you know holding convening meetings but Nidia Rassid they the around the youth have joined different militia groups the women are in hiding so are you going to tell me the rebels are going to carry out the, the the election and the government and they say okay hallelujah here we go let's work together and tell people to come and vote for, for us no way George
1: it's good that you have brought up the issue of inclusivity particularly How special
0: interest groups have been excluded for a while. Equally, Isaac, and we must highlight that the surging conflict in DR Congo is driving sexual assault against displaced women. Hundreds of thousands of women and girls have been displaced over the past year amid fighting by more than 130 armed groups. Uta Steinwehr tells us more.
5: Médecins Sans Frontières says more than twice as many women in recent months have sought treatment for sexual assault in some displacement camps outside the eastern city of Goma, where shelters are little more than plastic sheets. One survivor of sexual violence is a 42-year-old mother of four, who was abandoned by her husband after she became disabled in a motorcycle accident several years ago. She requested for anonymity. The woman recounts how a hooded man burst into her tent while her children were out searching for food, raping her in the displacement camp where she had fled to from the country's east.
3: He came and entered the house around midnight. He took my mouth and when I tried to scream, he told me that if I did, he would kill me. When he finished, he said to me, you don't know me, but I know you very well. If you ever tell anyone about
5: this, I'll come back here and kill you." Now she says she hesitates to let her children leave her side and lives in fear of the same thing happening again. The frightening trend underscores the consequences for women and girls of the perpetual state of war in the east of the African nation, where conflict has simmered for nearly three decades. Sexual violence has long been used as a weapon of war by armed fighters. In the region and in Bulengo and nearby displacement sites, an average of 70 sexual assault victims each day visit clinics run by MSF. MSF treated 1,500 female victims of sexual violence in July across just three displacement camps outside Goma, which is more than double the number in May. Rebecca Kihiu is MSF's regional sexual violence activity manager. They don't have nothing much to to protect themselves. But they will feel like if we go in
1: a group, they think they they are protected. But what happens even when they go in the group, they don't go to one place, you know, like not all of them will go to one place. Sometimes when they arrive to the bush, they'll disperse because they want to get as, you know, as many firewood as possible.
5: The United Nations estimates that more than 130 armed groups are active in the country's northeast each vying for land or resources, while some have formed to protect their communities.
0: Uta, many thanks for that. Isaac, you've heard Uta ending the piece by saying that 130 armed groups active in the country's northeast, each contesting for land or resources. It's quite a difficult situation there. To our listener, you can also be part of this conversation. Send us your comments on this raging topic on our Facebook page, DW Africa. For now, my colleague Isaac Kalechi spoke to an expert on how the fresh conflict is going to affect the electoral process in Congo's Trouble East. Thank you, George. Dr.
1: Felix Indahinda is a researcher and has written extensively about the Congo. I mean, how worried are you about a sudden flare up of violence in the DRC?
6: It's quite worrying, of course, because we had mechanisms in place in order to prevent that from happening. The flare up, of course, means that uh, the roadmap that we had, the Nairobi process, the Luanda process, is uh, very much not being uh, implemented. And there are many reasons for that. But it's expected that if things continue as they are, and even I was. Take the news from this morning that fighting is still going on uh, and there is non- nothing in sight that is going to stop. Uh, it's very worrying that this is a very kind of worrisome dynamic uh, unless something is done to stop violence and go back to the roadmap for peace that was already brokered by the region. And it's so sad that we are still here to execute the
1: roadmap to ensure that there is peace in DRC. Why is that the case?
6: Uh, th- there are really many reasons for that. There are very, quite, very many reasons for that, and probably the, the key word here is really. Uh, the wrong approach to, to resolving the issues, to resolving the conflict. Uh, the roadmap uh, was very clear in, in, in uh, what, it, what is known as the Nairobi process, which mostly focused on the need for disarmament of armed groups, all armed groups, including the M23, being one of the many. That approach seems to have been abandoned at very least by the Congolese government. It's very much under pressure by a very uh, kind of heated public opinion to defeat the SOL M23 one group uh, accused of being supported by Rwanda and through the process at least there are many kind of reports uh, that the government has uh, concluded Alliance or at the very least formally uh, voted to support other armed groups it was meant to to disarm in order to defeat M23 in fact they adopted a cabinet resolution for that, I wrote about that it's a part of public record of the Congolese government. Now that clearly is stepping out of the, both Nairobi and the Rwanda process. And that's what I call the, the, wrong, the, the wrong approach to the conflict. And it appears that military solution really is not a way to
1: go. Will you agree w- with that, that there's a need for a, peace r- a peaceful resolution to, to the conflict and not the bravado kind of approach um, by both parties thinking that they can override e- each other? You think that military, military solution isn't the way to go?
6: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, in violence, in any violence, there are human lives that are lost, whether combatant or civilian. I haven't seen any major conflict where there are no civilians who are casualties. So going the road of a conflict in a very complex, years-long uh, conflict like the DRC is, is the wrong approach, first of all. And second, I very much doubt the capacity of uh, of the Congolese military today to defeat uh, the different armed groups, whether M23 is supported or not supported uh, by Rwanda. But also, most importantly, the, the many groups that, that that are in that part of the country. Just a few days ago, there were reports of different armed groups which are supposed to be allied with the government, fighting each other already in the process of fighting M23. And there were civilian casualties in that. So, So Rwanda
1: has been accused of of supporting the M23 and actually um, flaring up the violence in the country, that's DRC. Does it appear to you that the government will have to own up or own the whole process and ensure that it takes control of resolving the issue and not de- deflect a responsibility to other parties in the, in the whole geopolitical narrative?
6: The the Congolese Information Minister likes always to to talk about the the need to change narrative. And the narrative really they want to focus in is this idea that Congo is under attack by Rwanda through the M23. There have been, of course, other reports that back that from the UN and from uh, a few Western countries have condemned Rwanda, uh, or at least asked Rwanda now to support the group. But that being the case, whether that is verified or not, Rwanda keeps denying that, but whether that is verified or not, what is the the centre of the issue is that this is a conflict which is taking place on Congolese soil, where most of the victims are Congolese. And it's the first priority of the Congolese government, first to ensure security for all on Congolese territory and to put in place policies that are inclusive enough to make everyone feel secure on Congolese soil. On third, of course, to make sure that its territory is not used by proxies who are fighting neighboring countries.
1: Fighting is still ongoing. Do you fear that this could prolong beyond many years to come? Uh, Because really, we are not seeing signals that show that uh, there will be uh, a resolution to the crisis anytime soon?
6: I'm afraid. I'm not, I mean, of course, we don't have the magic ball to, to, to know what, what, is in, what the future holds. But I see this still as something that re- requires time, investment and efforts to bring, hopefully, the parties back to, to, to the disarmament uh, process as contemplated in the Nairobi and the uh, Rwanda processes. And elections
1: are just around the corner approaching. How will how would the violence currently taking place impact or affect the electoral process
6: well it's quite uh, tricky of course as i just said in my previous answer uh, it's clear that uh, it's uh there are parts of the country which are not fully controlled by the government uh but also there are conflict brings insecurity there are roads which are cut to some other places and so on so i, I hardly see uh, there being peaceful elections Unless there is a halt to the conflict and a system of, of security, hopefully provided by the the, the, the the global or regional forces that are in the country, which would then ensure that even under places that are controlled by uh, other parties, that elections take place. But unless something is done in that direction and that then brings people back to the negotiation table and their disarmament processes, I doubt whether all will be able to vote. Uh, There there might be indeed cases where some people might end up being disenfranchised.
1: And in that regard, disenfranchising people is also not a good thing if you really want to build a a strong democratic uh, system. Is not the case.
6: Definitely not. Of course, Eastern Congo is one of the most explosive uh, place in, in the country for the last uh, 30 years, not giving people the right and the possibilities to have a choice in leaders that will uh, preside over their destiny for the coming five years or so. Uh, would be a problematic. keep in mind that it would not only be about the presidential election, but also it would be about, uh, you know, the deputies and and so on, including also later um, within the framework, local elections. So that matters for them also to have a voice and uh, a choice in what is happening across the country.
1: And in spite of the difficulties, what do you think should be the approach from the Electoral Commission of DRC in ensuring that the upcoming elections are held in a free and fair Mana.
6: That's a separate question, of course. So for the Electoral Commission, there are many other problems beyond the insecurity. There are issues, for example, being debated today around whether, whether all candidates will be allowed to, to participate. There have been things and efforts around excluding people like K- Katumbi, for example, for being foreigners, something very, which is very familiar in the Congolese landscape. He was elect- excluded from the last election already that took place in the country. And there are many other kind of uh, contestations that are taking place now outside the conflict in relation to the candidate, Mukwege, the Nobel Peace Prize having uh, thrown his heart in the president, who is now contested, but is still, of course, is seeking re-election. And number, and of course, the alleged winner of the last election, Fayulu, according to a number of officials who are now talking, such as John Numbi and uh, Nanga, the head of the commission, who is saying that uh, Chisakedi was fraudulently elected. Uh, those are all part of the discourses that, that you have in, in, in the electoral process. So but beyond that, of course, on the security level, uh, the election Electoral Commission has to work with government, of course, and all security apparatus. But ideally also with the, the, the much contested East African and MONUSCO in order to make sure that people are able to vote, whatever they may be.
1: What role can both the opposition and then the government uh, play together in, as a collective in ensuring that there is peace in DRC? Is it not in their interest that they come together to ensure that the violence ends and there is peace? Uh,
6: very important, of course. Uh, you have different parties. You have different uh, high-profile, uh, high-caliber actors who are seeking to be the number one in the country. I just named a few. So, figures such as Katumbi, Mukwege, and uh, And for are very important personalities who all want the first spot rather than the second. Uh, In the past, there were some kind of efforts to have a common voice. I haven't seen something in that direction yet so far. But all at least have been pushing for, indeed, the possibility of having inclusive, free and fair elections that can be verified without possibilities of cheating because they are all uh, worried that they, they... I mean... Part of the really the, the crisis is that nobody knows how many Congolese are there. There have not, not been any real census in the DRC since the eighties. Eighties. So there have been, of course, an enrollment of of, of electors, but how? real was that is already even contested because some of the candidates are contesting that the the, the files that they have are real rather than imagined when you can't uh, triangulate that with the data of the population which doesn't exist. So there are many problematic issues that the commission has to deal with and to avoid cheating, and it's very worrisome that in case there are efforts that uh, the, 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 or at cheating, or if it uh, ends up the election being ends up being contested, the DRC might end up in, in quite a very dangerous spiral of violence beyond the what is going on.
0: Well, Isaac, many thanks, and that was the story of the week on behalf of the production crew, Celestine Wasike of course Isaac Kalechi in Accra, Ghana. And the rest of the Africa Link team, my name is George Okachi, wishing you a splendid weekend. Until next time, bye for now.
2: DW Made for minds